0: Welcome to Money Matters Podcast, where we strive to educate and empower you to make smart choices with your money. We believe people don't typically plan to fail, they simply fail to plan. Here are your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Money Matters Mini Podcast with me, Matt Cloutier. In today's episode, we'll be talking about converting savings to retirement income. Now, during your working years, you've probably set aside funds in retirement accounts, such as your workplace retirement plan and IRA, 401ks, and possibly other savings programs, as well as in taxable accounts. Your challenge during retirement is to convert those savings into an ongoing income stream that will provide adequate income throughout your retirement years. First step would be to set a withdrawal rate the retirement lifestyle you can afford well depend on not only your assets and investment choices but also how quickly you draw down your retirement portfolio. This annual percentage that you take out of your portfolio, whether from the returns or both returns and principal, is commonly referred to as the withdrawal rate. Now figuring out an appropriate initial withdrawal rate is a key issue in retirement planning. It also presents many challenges. Hmm. Why? Why, you might ask? Well, think about it this way. If you take too much too soon, you might run out of money in your later years. I don't think any of us want to do that. Take out too little, and you might not enjoy your retirement years as much as you could. Thus, your withdrawal rate is especially important in the years of your retirement, as it will have a lasting impact on How long your savings will last. One widely used guideline on withdrawal rates for tax deferred retirement accounts emerged back in the 1990s. In this study, it stated that uh, withdrawing slightly more than 4% annually from a balanced portfolio of equities and bonds could provide inflation adjusted income for at least 30 years. More recently, however, studies suggest that this guideline may be too generalized. People may not be able to sustain 4% withdrawal rate, or on the other side, they may even be able to support a higher rate depending on their own financial circumstances. Here's the bottom line. there's no standard guideline that works for everyone. Your particular withdrawal rate needs to take into account many factors, including, but not limited to, your asset allocation, projected rate of return, What your annual income targets are, parenthetically, do you want to account for inflation, investment horizon, and also your life expectancy. So a lot of times people will ask, well, Matt, which assets should I draw from first? Many times there's assets in different accounts, some taxable, such as CDs, mutual funds, banking products. You have tax-deferred accounts, such as traditional IRAs, 401k plans at work. Then there's also tax-free plans you might be familiar with, Roth IRAs. Given a choice, which type of account should you draw from first? Well, again, the answer is, it depends. For retirees who don't care about leaving an estate to beneficiaries, then the answer is pretty simple in theory. Withdraw money from taxable accounts first and then tax deferred accounts. Lastly, leaving the tax free accounts for the end. By using your tax favored accounts last and avoiding taxes as long as possible, you'll keep more of your retirement dollars working for you. For retirees who intend to leave assets to beneficiaries, well, this gets a little bit more complicated. You need to coordinate your retirement planning with your entire estate plan. For example, if you have appreciated assets or assets rapidly growing, it may be more advantageous to withdraw from the tax-deferred and tax-free retirement accounts first, reason being is these accounts will not receive step-up in basis at your death, as other assets may. However, this uh, is not always the best strategy. Here's another example to ponder. If you intend to leave your entire estate to your spouse, well, may make sense to withdraw from the taxable accounts first. Here, this is because spouses are given preferential tax treatment with regard to retirement plans. A surviving spouse can roll over retirement plan funds into his or her own IRA retirement plan, or in some cases may continue the deceased spouse's plan in his or her own name. The funds in the plan continue to grow tax deferred and Well, distributions need not begin until the spouse's own required begin date. Alas, the bottom line is this decision is also a complicated one. A financial professional and financial advisor like ourselves can help determine the best course based on your individual circumstances. If you have more questions or concerns, you can visit our website at goldenwealthsolutions.com or drop in on our monthly. Ask the Expert session, which is an open Zoom meeting to pose questions and just conversation regarding financial matters. Thanks for listening, friends. Hope you'll join us again next time. Bye for now.
0: This podcast is for educational purposes only. It may include references to concepts that have legal and or tax implications and is not to be construed as legal or tax advice. Such information and or opinions are subject to change without notice and is not intended as an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sell of any security, insurance product, or offer of any individual advice. Any strategy discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Securities America Incorporated does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional regarding your personal situation prior to making any financial decisions. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA/SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated. Golden Wealth Solutions and Securities America are separate entities.